So these international dynamics bring us to the devil of Taganga, um, who is this uh, individual named, I believe it's Asi Ben Moshe. Uh, So this is this ex-IDF soldier, Asi Ben Moshe, who has been operating a child sex trafficking and drug slinging ring in Colombia. And this is via a, a hotel chain called the Benjamin Benjamin Hostels or Benjamin Hotels, um, which specifically caters to backpacking Israeli soldiers and businessmen. Mm. So, you know, we were talking about how like the IDF and Israel has weaponized sexual violence. Here's another example of it, except at this, you know, just like a degree removed, but similar things happening uh, overseas, right? Uh-huh. So there was this investigation. I, I first learned about this case uh, via this Narcophiles, the new criminal order, this transnational journalistic investigation into global organized crime um, that wow. was a project led by the Organized Crime and Corruption Reporting Project, um, which was in partnership with Centro. Uh, Centro uh, Latino Americano de Investigación. How do I, how would I say this? Periodística. Periodística. So journal yeah. journalistic. Yeah. 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 Like periodical, probably. Right. Yeah. So, kind of like yeah. that. So this organization will call it by its acronym CLIP. C L I P. Um, and this project began with a leak of emails from the Colombian prosecutor's office um, shared with this website, Insight Crime, and more than 40 mm-hmm. media outlets around the world. Um, and anyways, uh, I, f- I first found this article that was talking about these Israeli organized criminal groups in Colombia, in major Colombian cities um, that have been catering to this growing market of tourists seeking sex and drugs, uh, at times expanding into transnational trafficking and alarming authorities in both countries. Um, And this is according to these hacked records from uh, Colombia's AG office. Um, And most of these files are from 2018 to 2022, including phone taps, arrest and seizure reports, correspondence between Israeli and Colombian officials, et cetera, um, about Israeli gangs operating in Colombia. And wow. so criminal economies focused on tourists. Israeli retail drug trafficking and human trafficking operations are relatively small compared to more established networks in Colombia, but the Israeli groups serve an expanding niche market in the form of Israeli backpackers. The point that I want to make on this uh, or about this, I think I can't remember who it was. I saw someone post something to this effect on Twitter, like today or yesterday, where they were talking yeah. about how when you're in the IDF, uh, I think it was related to this redis- the ridiculous video of the women dancing to the Goa trance, right? The psy trance right. that we were joking about earlier. Unforgettable. Um, yeah, totally unforgettable. Uh, somebody, somebody was making the point of how like when you're in the IDF, they often have nothing to do but take MDMA and dance to go a side trance or whatever, right? Which right. I mean is just getting at how Israel has this reputation of being an MDMA trafficking hub, right? Um yeah, so that's, there's numbers behind that too. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And the, and the point that I want to make about that is, so this criminal network, we're going to quickly, um, peruse or, or, uh, survey, um, and yeah, try to, try to break down Parson just a couple minutes is, um, yeah. is, so it's made up of all of these former IDF soldiers, right? Catering mm. to IDF soldiers, IDF soldiers specifically. And so I think, I feel like that gets at this very interesting dynamic of incentivization uh, and the ways yeah. in which, so, cause as we're going to find, as we talk about the devil of Taganga, Asi Ben Mosh, he's been allowed to continue to operate despite multiple arrests in myriad countries around the world. His, his drug smuggling and child trafficking rings have survived like numerous busts and Israel has huh. never prosecuted him. And I think part of that is because they have to keep their, the fucking shock troops, the, you know, the yeah. Israeli SS, the, the, these people mm-hmm. who, who maintain the, the ethno state happy. And part of the way they yeah. do that is by furnishing them, or there's another word that I'm looking yeah. for, but pump them full of psychedelics and exactly. And maybe even provide sexual services. Absolutely. I think so. Kind of backpacking trip. Go on a wanderabout. Go go backpacking. Yeah. And yeah, that's I, the that was one of the big problems that the Nazis had was uh, the people committing the genocide were just getting tired and mentally exhausted uh, very quickly. So they were providing them with tons of alcohol, but that didn't work. That wouldn't work as well as MDMA. And didn't they have kind of a, a contradictory policy or doctrine when it came to um, premarital sex? My memory is that, like huh? m- women in the in the Third Reich during Hitler's reign were encouraged to one to be childbearing even if they weren't married yeah. right like this was a big thing yeah. so they were encouraged to um to have children uh and that's for eugenics and just you know their vision of trying to yeah. populate an army as quickly as they could but there was also an underlying it was kind of like for and their racial politics um was encapsulated in this it was like certain groups were encouraged the young Aryan yeah. women and men were encouraged to have like premarital sex. As long and, as it's you know. them, maybe they could be kind of hippie. They they had a hippie side for sure. Yeah, I think so. I think there was an element of that. Um, yeah. So in, in Colombia, since the 2010s and sharply in recent years, mm-hmm. the number of Israeli backpackers arriving has grown steadily. Uh, in 2021, it was 6,420 Israelis that visited Colombia. In 2022, that number grew to 18,741. So more than tripled. Wow. <laughs> right? And, and 2023, when this article came out, is on track to beat that record. Uh, I can't remember when it was published, but at the time of their writing, it was at like 13,000. Um, so it must have been less than half huh. the year. Yeah. Um, that's a well-oiled machine, and they're right? ramping it up. They're revving the engine. They're revving the engine, and these backpacking trips abroad are seemingly encouraged by the military following mandatory military service. Uh-huh. And this is very interesting. They link to academic research that uh, connects these trips to increased participation in drug use 
and risky sexual behaviors. And they also talk about it as a rite of passage. So we've got these Israeli crime groups in Colombia catering to the appetites of the backpackers. That's where this devil of Taganga individual enters the story, right? So we have this former IDF soldier, Asi Ben Mosh, who builds this prostitution ring spanning Latin America. Um, Mm. And specifically, they turn... One of their main sites of operation uh, was this Colombian fishing town, uh, which they transformed into a sex and drug den. Um, This was in 2017. Following local upset about Israeli tourists' drug and prostitution use in Colombia's coastal village of Taganga, website Las Tuorias found that trouble began when former Israeli soldiers decided to build a backpacker's resort. And they opened this Hotel Benjamin, this manse on this like beautiful, you know, verdant jungle bay there on the Colombian coastline. And then Mm. there's this like subheader below that is just titled, quote, foreigners brought drugs, prostitution and AIDS and AIDS to terrible, right? (laughs) To Colombia tourist hotspot. Yeah. Well, just on that, something that people say, maybe you've heard this before, but the indigenous languages in the Philippines had no word for prostitution, and they used the Spanish word for it, uh, because until they were colonized, uh, of course, sex was not commodified, because of course, because even food is not commodified right. in these societies. Paying yeah. money for, for food is not something people would have understood. So very interesting. You know, that's yeah. just a a picture of like that's how wrong the saying is that prostitution is the world's oldest profession. Mm. It's actually not, you know. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if you could fix the time when that would have been commodified. I suppose, you know, around the Neolithic revolution, right, when you start to get ruling classes and unequal societies for the first time. That's so interesting. So. Yeah. But that's so sad to hear about this fishing village, right? That would have been fishing their fish, eating their food. Who knows if uh, even Spanish, how far Spanish colonialism had even managed to change their way of life. But now here comes another another wave. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a great brought all these things point. in. So do you feel like that dynamic... might have been at play there um i don't know i mean i don't know the particular place i don't know who the people are that were there what their traditions are how much their traditions were changed by spanish colonialism but that's what you that's one thing you could look at and that could be a whole other project right yeah that'd be really uh instructive to learn yeah yeah Okay, so we'll return to Taganga, this village, in just a second, but we got to go back to 2003 when Asi Ben Mosh was much younger because he was arrested for heading up an international drug smuggling operation, exporting South American cocaine to places like Mm. Austria and Israel. Uh, But then, Mm. and this is what what you'll find interesting, Fergal, is that he Mm. was also moving Dutch ecstasy into East Uh Asian markets 
including、mm-hmm. Japan. This has been a free preview of a premium episode of the Kingless Generation podcast. To hear the whole thing and to gain access to the entire catalog of back episodes, you can go to patreon.com. And for the low proletarian price of $3.33 US a month, you can become a member of the Kingless Generation, which also gets you access to the Discord server where we have. Myriad resources, readings, and other materials related to the themes of the podcast, various、uh, dialectical materialist history, revolutionary history, revolutionary theory, and just good old camaraderie between、uh, fellow members of the Kingless Generation. So I hope to see you there. Thanks for listening.